Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Slam! The door behind you closes shut, and the key turns in the lock. Someone pushed you in the back, and you fall, head first on the floor. It's dark. Something's covering your head. You realize your hands are finally untied, so you carefully take that thing off. What the? You throw the sack away and look around, astonished. It's your apartment. Someone grabbed you, put a sack on your head, drove you for the better part of an hour, took away your smartphone, and then threw you back in your home? You get up and notice a small piece of paper on the floor next to the door. You pick it up, unfold it, and read the words written on it. 365 days. Then you're free. Chilled inside, you grab the door handle, but it's stuck. You check the windows next, but they have shutters. A new addition. Well, let's investigate what it's all about. Day 2. Turns out you have a fridge full of food for a week and access to the internet but can't reach out to anyone except with text messages. Even worse, everybody thinks you've gone to another country, and even your boss allowed you to work remotely. Your messages asking for help transform as soon as you send them, so you can't tell anyone the truth. You're on your own now, and a feeling of despair starts to gnaw on you. Day 7. You're in the hall, looking at the front door, frozen in terror. There are two bags of groceries big enough to keep you going for a week right in front of you. Someone must have come at night and left them. There's a note, too, saying 358 days. Shaken, you take the bags to the kitchen and start unloading them into the fridge. The first week of your isolation wasn't bad at all, though. Previously, your life was divided into good old 9 to 5 and weekends, and you were stuck in the routine, just like so many others. Now... You've built your own schedule and enjoy it. No more early commuting to the office and late coming back. You sleep more and sleep better too because you're not worried about being late. You can turn on your laptop just as soon as you open your eyes in the morning and pretend you've been busy if you're actually late. What bothers you just a little bit is a lack of human interaction. Luckily, you've never been much into parties and stuff. So music and podcasts help cope with the absence of live human voices. Day 30. Someone keeps coming every week during the night, leaving food for the next week. You wanted to catch them and stayed up two nights in a row once, but no one came. Yet once you gave up and fell asleep, you found the bags in the morning, as usual. Meanwhile, the new daily routine starts to get at your nerves. You can't go outside and stretch your legs properly, so you tested your captors and ordered a treadmill online. It came during one of the weekends, at night, with the bag of groceries. (laughs) Figures. But the worst is your inability to talk with anyone. Okay, you're an introvert, but even you need some live communication once in a while. You begin feeling really lonely. 
360. After two months of total isolation, you started talking to yourself. There are still online chats, but they don't feel like you're talking to real people anymore. Being cut off from the world, you're more stressed out than ever. Every little trouble seems huge and makes you either depressed or angry. You've also gained some weight. Under this much stress, you needed something to let off the steam and started eating more, favoring sweets and snacks. Your captors don't seem to mind your diet either. When you're running low on food, you get new bags, even if it's not time yet. To let your mind off the budding depression, you've been thinking of a way to catch them when they come next. You've laid an elaborate trap at the front door, a contraption you didn't even think you were capable of making. Now all you have to do is wait for guests. Day 63. The trap was genius, but it ultimately failed. Somehow, your captors still came in without being caught, and what's more, they carefully dismantled the whole thing and neatly put all of its parts in their places in your home. What snobs. You left them a note saying, please clean the apartment next time. Day 70. They did. Day 90. Whatever you felt up to this moment has gotten much worse. You've been trying to cope with depression and stress with food, music, yoga, running on your treadmill, movies, and video games. But the initial excitement of every new activity leaves you very quickly. You sleep a lot, but still wake up groggy, as if you didn't just take a 12-hour nap. And when you're awake, nothing interests you anymore. You do your daily job automatically, chatting with colleagues and the boss without any inspiration. And the last time you wrote to your friends or family was two weeks ago. You just can't think of anything to talk to them about. One thing that actually entertained you a bit was asking your captors to clean your windows in another note. You were pretty sure they would, and they did, but they also left a note. It said, Cleaning in your bedroom was awkward. Mind moving your bed away from the window next time? Day 180. You don't know when it happened, but you somehow lost interest in everything, even yourself. You stopped combing your hair and grew a shaggy beard. Pieces of food get stuck in it when you eat, but you don't care. You walk around the apartment in your pajamas and don't remember when you last changed them. Worse, you don't even enjoy food anymore. You just drink your morning joe when you get up, but you don't remember why. Good news, you've lost weight. Bad news, you often forget to eat during the day at all. And you keep getting thinner. Those bags under your eyes are notable too. You're almost always sleepy, yet sleep just won't come more often than not. You lie in bed, tossing and turning for hours, only to get up and back to work, even at night. But your productivity levels are at their lowest anyway. You can't focus and often blankly stare at the screen. Good thing your job doesn't require a lot of creativity. Day 240. You've completely lost track of time since you've been trapped inside your home. The date on your laptop says it's been eight months. But weeks pass as one long, never-ending day. Your condition got even worse. You can't sleep in your bed now. As soon as you lie down, your body starts aching all over, whatever position you take. With your lack of healthy nights, you start getting episodes of micro-sleep. You just zone out for a few seconds and then wake up with a jolt. 
Once or twice you caught yourself right before sending an email that you didn't remember typing at all. The text in it was complete gibberish, something you dreamed of, no doubt. Today you looked in the mirror and didn't recognize yourself. You were looking at a stooped guy, thin as a stick, with an unkempt beard and hair and an unhealthy pallor. The eyes were the worst, though. Dark and lifeless. You turned away fast. Day 270. You're working after another sleepless night when you hear the key turning in the front door's lock. This never happened before, and a long-forgotten feeling of excitement springs up in your chest. You get up from the chair and walk to the hall, heart suddenly racing. A nicely-looking woman in a suit with a case is standing there, taking off her shoes. You look at her with your jaw dropped. She's the first live person you've seen in almost a year. You croak, hello, and it feels coarse in your throat for the lack of practice. The woman nods and invites you to the living room. You both sit opposite each other, and she produces a photo from her inside pocket. When you see it, everything rushes back to you. Ten months ago, you met with financial troubles and were seeking a way to pay your bills. You came upon a flyer that said a group of scientists were looking for volunteers to participate in a social experiment. The pay was good, so you immediately applied and were deemed eligible. The experiment involved a year of complete isolation from other people, apart from texting. You were also to lose all memory of the arrangement. You were supposed to think it was all not your own idea for the stress to be real. But now, Dr. Willard, that was the woman's name, decided to end the experiment prematurely because of your worsening psychological condition. You'll spend the remaining three months getting back to your normal life under constant supervision by doctors. With that, the woman takes out a hefty envelope from her suitcase and hands it to you. You open it and see a thick block of money inside. Your pay, says Dr. Willard. You absolutely deserve it. <laughs>